the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. We've talked a lot about how to prepare for an interview, questions you should be asking, uh, et cetera. And today we thought it would be great to cover how to prepare for a review when that time comes. A lot of time that first review comes roughly 90 days after you start a job and they will continue throughout your tenure with that employer. So Alisa, take it away. How should we be preparing for our reviews? Yeah, absolutely. And I love When you start a company, I think it's a really good sign when a manager makes sure that there is that 90-day check-in and there's that performance review of how you've been doing over those 90 days and, and are you ready to take on more responsibility since you've joined the organization. But I think overall for, you know, whether it's that annual or twice a year review, those constant conversations that you have with your direct supervisor are instrumental in preparing you for that lengthy performance review. And a lot of companies are using third-party vendors to incorporate those where you're going to enter your goals and um, your areas of growth. And it's it's a platform that is housed within your work's intranet that you can always reference. So let's say you've been an employee for, you know, a year already, and you've already done this previously with this company. I would always recommend if you've already had a review with this team, with this company to go back into that platform that your company uses to look at the review from the previous year, what goals were laid out, what were areas of improvement, what was the feedback and use that as a way to bring that to the table in this performance review. This is what we talked about last year. And here is how I've expanded on that, how I've improved those kind of things. I think it's also important as using that as a reference point, because you can go into a conversation with data, bring the data. If if perhaps you had to meet a certain level of metrics and you didn't necessarily meet that in the previous year, I think it's also important to make sure that you're constantly having conversations with your manager for that, for that feedback. Um, Whether it's, you know, micro feedback that you're getting in little doses that you can bring to the table and say, over the year, we've talked a lot about this. Well, almost like here's the finished product. Here's what you know I've I've done with your feedback. What I'm hearing you say, Elisa, is that you need to start preparing for your review the day after your review, right? For for the next year's review, and you should be keeping track throughout the year, really, of things that uh, contributions that you've made or measurable things that you can bring up um, during your review that really highlight the value that you're bringing to the company. 
you should always be thinking ahead. And the day after that review, working for that next review and how you can do better, how you can expand the, the depth of your role, whatever it might be. And the job expectations, you know, I think it's important that the expectations that you are required to do, be able to manage them on a daily basis and then see if there's areas that you can start taking on more and look to see where you can stretch and use that as, as something to bring to your review as well. I've been able to successfully manage the expectations of my job and I've been able to bring in more. Or you ask the question, if you're ready for that, I'd love to take on more responsibilities. Are there areas that I could start stretch, stretching my, spreading my wings and, and, and taking on more responsibilities? So we talk so much about research on this podcast, research and, and um, look at what, where, where you were, look at where you're going, what you want, and use that as leverage in your, in your conversations. And throughout that year, keep your manager informed. Um, because I think that's going to be instrumental when it comes to that that performance review. And also, you know, it's a two-way street, you sitting down and having that conversation with your manager. Give input to your manager and and have that conversation as well. I think that's really instrumental. I love that, Elisa. And I just want to say also for people who are with smaller or medium-sized organizations that may not have an internet and that platform, um, something that I haven't even considered doing, Elisa, which to your point is valuable you know, if you don't have that platform, asking for a copy of the the review, right? Like the manager's signature, something that you can store away and document and then bring to you and, and uh, reflect on that before your next review and make that list that you can compare and contrast with and bring those uh, materials to that conversation with your manager so you can reference those. Absolutely. Have it in writing. I think it's important for a manager to also do the same thing and and look back on what conversations were had in the previous review, what feedback this manager has given throughout the year in those one-on-ones. Is this person listening and absorbing the feedback that's being given to them up to this point and be able to, to be able to point out, hey, you know, I've we've had these conversations and this this came up throughout the year. You're doing a great job and you've really taken the feedback well, or I'm concerned that the feedback wasn't really taken into consideration. And I'd love to get a better understanding of where your head is at and why, why that is. So the conversation is a two-way street and a manager has to prepare just as much as it, as the subordinate needs to prepare. That's really interesting, Elisa. Would you cover or touch on that a little more? What if you don't agree with something that your manager has to, to say? Um, what's the best way to approach that and uh, examples that you should have in your back pocket um, just in case? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the the sandwich feedback, right? It's a, a, a glow, grow, glow. Ah, so, glow, grow, <laughs> glow. I like that. It's not yeah. only a sandwich, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important that when you're approaching a conversation where you have to not maybe you're you're not necessarily agreeing and you're not necessarily agreeing with your boss. You know, I I heard your feedback. Say a glow about it, something that's good about what they're saying. In practice, in theory, this was my concern or this was something that necessarily didn't work in the context of this. 
However, I've been trying to do that in other areas. You know, it, do you have thoughts on that? And then kind of put it back and, and position it in a way that find the positive, approach it with why that feedback was something that you weren't able to use or it wasn't successful. And then how you would try to continue using that feedback in other areas. Because you want you want your manager to know that you are listening and you're not just being disrespectful and, and not not wanting to make active changes. If you're just deliberately not wanting to do it because you think your way is the only way to do something, then I think that's a conversation with them the manager then needs to have and saying, hey, we need to we need to figure this out because it's not working. So what do we need to do to be able to get on the same page? Mm-hmm. So Lisa, I'd like to pivot a little bit. For me, I came into the review saying, here's how my scope has crept, (laughs) how how my range of responsibilities has increased over the past year. And and this has more value, right? I'm bringing more value than than what we talked about last last year at this time. So with scope creep comes increase in salary, increase in perhaps a title, increase in other areas. And I think that the person who is being reviewed should be prepared to bring those conversations up and not necessarily wait on the manager to do that for them. A hundred percent. I think that that also shows initiative because sometimes you're not going to necessarily get what it is that you want and need unless you're going to verbalize it. Nobody's going to bring that to the table for you unless you're having that conversation. So I agree with that a hundred percent. I think some of the questions that you can ask and the, the way that you can position this conversation is when you are having this conversation with your manager, hey, here are the key performance indicators that you have asked that I accomplished in this past year. I've done X, Y, and Z, and I've gone above and beyond and be able to paint the picture of what that, tell that story through the data. I love the, the opportunity um, that I've been given. I feel like I'm ready to take on more. Uh, what does that growth look like? Is there a potential to step into a more senior level position? Um, is there an opportunity to discuss um, a, a compensation increase and an overall promotion? Because I feel like with everything that we've talked about and what I've done for the company in the scope of my role, I am ready to take that next step. I would love for that to be with this company and, and you know, continuing to grow within your team and, and, and the scope of the team. So I think it's, it's positioning it again, a little bit of that glow sandwich, right? Is that you come bringing all of the things that you've loved about what you've been able to do, share what you've been able to do and exceed what you've, you've done in the scope of your role. And you're ready to take that next step. And, and what does that look like? And ask for what you want and be specific. At least that's what I found. If you're not specific and you don't ask for what you want, you'll probably be offered something less than what you have in your head. It can't hurt. I agree with that. Elisa, is it ever appropriate if you feel the conversation that we just had um, happens way before your review is even in kind of the calendar view? Is it appropriate to ask for a, a review at you know an early review or a conversation to revisit some of those things that were initially agreed upon in your last review or at higher? Yes. I think that if there's something that comes up in the review, you may be in a situation where you've already been talking to your personal manager 
about some of the things that came up in the review, you may say, hey, you know, this is something we've been discussing for a little while now. Could we add some time three months from now to revisit this conversation and talk about, um, you know, once we've had a fuller picture of what I've been able to do with taking the feedback that you've given me to revisit this in a, in a few months and not wait until another year. So be proactive in continuing to have those touch points throughout the year to just do a check-in and a pulse check and review the feedback. I think that also, if your manager isn't encouraging that you continue to have those touch points, then then I think then you need to reflect on that as well as, as what that relationship looks like with your manager. I think that by the time a review comes, if you've got that relationship with your manager where you're constantly in communication about feedback, job expectations, and kind of what you're you're gunning for in, in, in your role and where you see yourself, that performance review shouldn't be necessarily a surprise because it's that constant communication. But I think it's so important that you continue to have those conversations, ask if they welcome, you know, a, a, a three-month conversation from when that review happens or a six months, but absolutely. What is your advice for people that have a manager that's literally checking a box because it's review day and is not listening, is literally just giving feedback based off of a piece of paper that they looked at from last year, hasn't really gotten the chance to know you for whatever reason, and it is just cut and dry, and they're not actively listening. They're just giving feedback because it's, again, that check in the box. If you feel empowered enough to be open and honest with that manager and say, you know, I'm I, again, bringing the data, the metrics, I've, as a employee of this company and a member of your team, I have delivered X, Y, and Z. And I'm concerned that the work that I've been doing and the impact that I've been making on the team isn't something that you might be aware of. And I want to know what we could do to rectify that situation and what's a solution that we can come up with because growth and advancement is is important to me. If you have a manager who's not listening to you, who's only doing a performance review to check a box and isn't really engaged in you as an employee, then I think you need to start looking elsewhere. Great advice. Thank you, Elisa. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.